want to welcome everybody back into the Lord's house this evening. We appreciate uh, being back. Thank the Lord for the day we've had. What a great day. And uh, good to see everybody. And uh, uh, glad to have any visitors. And uh, glad for each person that's here tonight. I want to go back to the same passage of Scripture that I read this morning in opening. It's still on my heart. Uh, where that uh, Mary and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went down to the tomb and uh, the angel was there that had rolled the stone away. And I want to read on a little farther down. Uh, verse 5 says, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy. And so when we find out news like that and the Lord gives us a, a commission to go tell it, and I like the way they did, they went quickly. They didn't just wait around or procrastinate like I do sometimes, but they, they got busy. And so that's what we need to do. Let's all stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your tender mercies and love and kindness. God, you're so good to us. Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. It's just been such a blessing, feeling your sweet spirit. No one got saved early today. And God, and those others that you spoke to then and in the next service. God, I pray for this service tonight. We ask you to bless it and help us to worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. God, help us. We ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. Turn over to the choir.
words here. I appreciate those good songs. I love to hear the choir sing. And I, I've been blessed by hearing them tonight again. Good to be back in the Lord's house. Uh, good to see everybody. Let's just all stand. Anybody have unspoken requests? Amen. Lots to pray for. Anybody have something on your heart you'd like to mention? You got a testimony or a prayer request to say what's on your heart. We got a real nice crowd tonight. I, I appreciate it. Amen. Remember that. Uh, pray for the young woman that uh, got saved this morning in the sunrise service. And uh, you know as I do, uh, Paul said when I would do good evil's present, when we begin to do something for the Lord, Satan tries to fight us, but we have victory when we just follow the Lord. And so let's pray for her. And uh, pray for, boy, we had a great crowd this morning. And uh, pray for the folks that were here this morning that God spoke to. Uh, even a few of them acknowledged as I talked with them after church that uh, they needed to come to the altar, should have come to the altar, but uh, just didn't come to the altar. And so, boy, I've just really got a burden and longing to see them move. And uh, some, I believe, are lost, and some, I believe, are saved that need to get in. And uh, when, uh, when God's people that are saved really gets in, uh, it makes a statement to the lost people. It's a light to them. So let's pray for all that. Okay, anything else? pray for those requests and uh, pray for Brother Russ tonight. I told him before church started, I said, uh, but I, I feel like you might be the man tonight. And uh, I got him on my heart. I was praying this afternoon and he come on my heart and uh, I feel like, uh, you know, if I didn't change, I'd probably ask him to preach tonight. Uh, and uh, so I still felt that way when I saw him, felt like asking him. And so Let's really, let's pray for him tonight that God just give him freedom and make preaching easy for him and, and use him. Anybody else got anything? Yeah. Right. Amen. That's good. Appreciate that. I will say this too. I appreciate Cooper. Uh, I think it was mentioned this morning that he was down at Hebron. 
uh, and uh, he went down there and learned how to pastor. So they'd call and ask him to come. He did. He went down there, and uh, I think his dad drove him down there, and I think that was great. And uh, and so uh, when I saw him, we were asking him. He said, "We felt the Lord real good. Had a good meeting down there." But I appreciate Cooper being willing to go that distance and uh, help those folks. And uh, well, that means a lot. Anybody else before we pray? Not my brother, be right loose. Our most kind and gracious and wise Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, and again for this another Sabbath day, Father, another Easter day that you blessed us and have to come this way once again. Father, we thank the Lord for what we've been made to feel in our hearts and in our soul this day. Father, how you lifted us up, Father, and caused us to rejoice to know that our name is engraved yonder in the land of life, Father, never to be taken away from us. And Father, I pray for those who turned you away this day, Father, no doubt, God, that you troubled the hearts, and I pray, God, you might continue to do so until they make their peace call in election sure with thee, Father, because if they die in that condition where you are, they can't come. But God, I pray that continue to convict their hearts, and may they be able, Lord, just to turn their hearts toward heaven, call out upon thee for the salvation of their souls. God, I ask thee to bless all our people, Father, bless our brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we worship with from time to time, Lord, they mean so much to us. God, and I pray that we might ever lift the Lord up, Father, here in this place, and others who have seen in the darkness might be able to see the marvelous light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lead us and guide us now through this service, and whatever is accomplished, we'll thank thee for it, because we ask it in Jesus' name, we pray, and amen. Let's continue to pray. And, uh, anyone have a song on your heart? You feel like singing tonight? Or God give you a song. By, by all means, sing whatever God's give you. Anyone? Sure, good to be here tonight. Nobody has a song. We're going to turn that over to Brother Russ pretty quick. Not trying to rush you. If you got a song, you're welcome to sing it. Don't want to tarry too long. All right, let's pray for Brother Russ. We really appreciate it.
here this evening. Thank God for the services we had today already. Just thank God for all He's done. He's He's a good He's a good God. I don't deserve God's goodness. Um, I didn't earn God's goodness, but He gave it to me because He loved me. Uh, he promised it to all of us that would just call out on His name. And uh, um, if you're here tonight and you're lost, you need to get serious about being saved. This world's not going to go on forever. Um, I believe as long as there's life, as long as you're alive, you'll have opportunity. That life is an opportunity to be saved. That's, that's the purpose of life. Uh, but when we leave this world, Billy, it's too late. Uh, there, there's no coming back from that, and there's no crying out to God uh, after we lay this body down. And... and uh, if you're not just where you need to be with God, boy, get right. Get right and start working. And it's not too late for that. Terry, the devil will tell you you've been too bad, you've gone too far, it's been too long. But that's not the case at all. Uh, I, I, I'll read here in just a minute, but let me uh, uh, brag on the church a little bit. And I, maybe I'll brag from a little different angle today than I usually do. I, God's led us out here, and I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, what a great pastor this church has. What a great membership this church has. And just, I guess, from my recognition and what I've noticed, what great deacons this church has. That's getting to be a scarce thing these days. Uh, uh, and, and you all got a bunch of good ones, and you got more in the background waiting. I believe that. And, and boy, that's, that's just a wonderful thing. And... and uh, that, that's what helps a good pastorship, isn't it, Terry? And that's what helps a good membership, too. So uh, just be happy with what you got. And uh, maybe somebody had been born and raised right here in Lima Church, and this is all you've ever known. Be thankful. You've got it good. It's not like that everywhere you go. Uh, so uh, uh, let's read over here in Isaiah chapter 59. And Lord willing, we'll flip over and read in uh, Acts chapter 9, too. We'll just see how it goes. I need your prayers. I can't do anything without... Uh, I got something on my heart to say, but it won't be preaching unless the, uh, the Lord comes by and the church prays. So uh, just, just be in prayer. It says in, in Isaiah chapter 59, uh, uh, the first verse, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now, that's all I feel like reading right there. Uh, boy, that is a very encouraging passage of Scripture. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of uplifting. There, there's all kinds of uh, uh, empowerment in that little Scripture. You, you might say, well, uh, uh, it says God shall not hear. Uh, how, how can that be encouraging? Well, it does not say that, that God cannot hear. Uh, there's a difference between a God that cannot hear uh, uh, and a God that will not hear. And, uh, and even when it says He will not hear, uh, uh, He tells you how to make Him hear. Uh, he tells you how to be heard. Uh, uh, he, he said that there was a, a separation uh, uh, between God and man uh, and that God would not hear. Uh, uh, but He said it was because of the iniquities and the sins. Now, uh, now let's go back to the beginning of that first. Uh, uh, let's talk about how good God is. Let's talk 
about uh, how his hand is not shortened. And, uh, and I think uh, there's all kinds of things I can remember in the Bible that, uh, that's evidence that God's hand has not been shortened. Uh, uh, but we can go back to the very beginning. Uh, Adam in the garden. Uh, a man had one job to do, uh, uh, one thing to worry about, uh, uh, one responsibility. Uh, uh, he was free to walk in the garden, uh, uh, free to live a, a flawless and a careless life. Uh, I had all things given to him. Uh, I had one thing that God said stay away from. Uh, uh, that was that tree of knowledge uh, of good and evil. One thing to worry about. Uh, uh, but Billy, sooner or later, uh, as it came around, uh, uh, he took a hold of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, uh, he sinned against God. Uh, and actually, if you'll have it, uh, uh, in that one action, uh, uh, that man uh, uh, introduced sin to the world uh, with that one thing that he did. Uh, every sin that had ever been committed uh, on the planet Earth at that time, uh, uh, he did it all uh, right then. Uh, uh, he did the one thing God told him not to do. Uh, but uh, uh, God's hand was not shortened uh, that it couldn't save him. Uh, what did God say later? Uh, uh, he said if he would just uh, uh, reach out his hand uh, and take of the tree of life also, uh, that he could live forever. So, so God's hand, uh, even though Adam seemed like he'd done an awful and a terrible thing, uh, uh, God's hand was not shortened uh, uh, that Adam could not be saved. Uh, boy, there's all kinds of examples. I, I think about the children of Israel uh, uh, as they left Egypt. Uh, and boy, there was uh, Pharaoh's army behind them, uh, and there was the Red Sea in front of them. Uh, uh, there was death up ahead, and there was death coming from behind. Uh, uh, but Billy, God's hand uh, uh, was not shortened even then. Uh, uh, he saved them, people. Uh, uh, he told Moses, hold your rod out over there. Uh, the waters parted open, uh, and they walked through on dry ground. Uh, and not only that, uh, uh, when the army followed them, the waters come back and drown. God's hand uh, has never been short. Think about David. Uh, he stood before the lion uh, and the bear, and God's hand wasn't short. Uh, uh, David later on stood before Goliath. Uh, God's hand still wasn't short. Uh, uh, he stood uh, against a king that he loved uh, that decided to kill him. Uh, God still delivered. Uh, uh, God's hand has never been short. Uh, and that's all good. Uh, and boy, there's a whole bunch of good ideas in the Bible, good stories you can read uh, about God's hand not being short. Uh, uh, but there's one that's very personal to me, Billy Ray, uh, a little 10-year-old boy uh, lost and on his way to hell. I was just as much a child of hell as anybody has ever been. Wasn't because I'd done a lot of things wrong. It was because when God gave me opportunity, I turned my back on Him. I said, no, I don't want it. I turned away God's call so many times. But even then, God's hand was not shortened that He couldn't save. He saved me when I called out to Him. His ears never been heavy that He can't hear. But the separation comes from our iniquities and our sin. And you know what? Billy's sin is going to be a part of our life. That's just the way it is in this world. But we've got to turn our back on that sin. And you know what? It's kind of like this. If I can think about it, if I'm facing the church, facing the congregation, if I'm going to face the choir, i got to turn my
my back on the congregation. If I'm going to face the congregation, I've got to turn my back on the choir. Uh, you see, it's either God or sin. If we've turned our back on God, we've turned our face to sin. If we've turned our face to sin, uh, we've turned our back on God. Uh, but you see, uh, uh, those iniquities uh, that God won't hear, uh, uh, boy, that sounds kind of rough, don't it? Uh, so he, it says He will not hear because of our... Well, who can be saved then? Uh, who, who, who's got any hope? Uh, that's what we got to do, though, is just turn our back on that sin. Uh, you see, in God's wisdom and uh, God's love, uh, God knows uh, the thing that a person needs the most, uh, the thing that will help them the most, uh, the thing that will do them the most good is to turn their back on their sin. Uh, just uh, think about it like this. Uh, the alcoholic uh, will not recover until he turns his back on the alcohol. That's simple, ain't it? Uh, the drug addict will not recover until they turn their back on their drugs, uh, and the sinner will not recover until they turn their back on their sin. Uh, the alcoholic, uh, alcohol still in the world. Uh, it's still a part of life, uh, uh, but if he's turned his back on it, uh, uh, the recovery can start, you see. Uh, now, here, here's what, uh, I wouldn't plan on getting into all this, but uh, uh, but we will. You're either facing one uh, or you're facing the other. The Bible says uh, uh, no man can serve two masters. Uh, you'll love one and cle cleave to the other or you'll hate one and despise the other. I hope I said that right, Billy, but if I didn't, you know what I mean. It's one or the other. So we're either facing God or we're facing sin. God's still in the world uh, whether I'm facing Him or not. And sin's still in the world uh, whether I'm facing it or not. Uh, but we like to think, uh, well, I'm facing God a little bit. In other words, we want to talk about uh, facing this way or facing this way. Uh, you know what, Carl? Uh, that's where the trouble comes from uh, uh, in a Christian's life. Uh, uh, we try to gray out the black and the white, don't we? Uh, we try to find common ground between God and sin. Uh, God's hand is not shortened, though. I've not shortened God's hand when I do that, uh, but uh, I have put a separation between me and God when I do that. See, it's either God's way or it's our way. Uh, if we spend all our time trying to uh, think about what about the in-betweens, uh, boy, we'll miss the whole mark. Uh, uh, there is no in-betweens. Uh, it's either God's way or it's the way of sin, one or the other. Boy, it's like a, it's like a clear, clear brook uh, of water that's clean and you can see right to the bottom. That's what God's way is. Uh, but what do we do? We like to stick our feet in there and stir it up, uh, muddy up the waters till we can't see what's going on uh, and then we wonder why we can't see anything. Uh, that's uh, uh, the, the water's clear in God's way. But I tell you what, the good news about that is if you get your feet out of the water and if you'll let it give stand a little while, it'll clear back up again, you see. But never, ever has God's hand been short that He cannot save. Billy, I felt like I was that one. I felt like I was the one who had gone too far. I felt like I was the one that could not be saved. But His hand was not short. All I had to do was turn my back on my sin. Sin's still in my life. 
It'll always be in my life. Uh, But you know what? I I can either rely on that sin for my satisfaction or I can look to God for satisfaction, one or the other. And there ain't no middle ground. That's how it is. I'll I'll still fall short. I will. But that don't mean I've got my face to sin. I can still just cry out to God as soon as He shows me that. Let's read over here. If you you follow along with me in in Acts chapter 9. I like to read about a, a fellow that was done a lot of bad things. This fellow had a lot of bad history. But you know what? He wasn't no more a sinner than you or I. And you or I are no more a sinner than him. Uh, think about this now. Uh, we, we in the society that we live in, uh, uh, we think about uh, uh, big, uh, big crimes and little crimes, don't we? Uh, we and, uh, boy, that's necessary too. Uh, but if you think about it, uh, uh, the, the crimes that we call big are the ones that scare us the most. Uh, and the crimes that we call small, Billy Ray, are the ones that we dabble in ourselves. And we don't want to uh, throw anybody in prison for driving five miles over the speed limit one time uh, because we're going to be guilty of that sometime. Uh, but yet, uh, uh, we want a severe penalty for somebody who kills somebody because that scares us. But listen, God's judgment uh, is not hindered by Him being afraid. God is not afraid of you. He's not afraid of me. He's not afraid of anybody. And God's judgment is also not hindered uh, by His own guilt. Uh, He doesn't have guilt. Uh, So you see, it's all level in God's eyes. It's either sin or it's not. Uh, People think they've gone so far, uh, sinned so much that God can't help them. That'll never happen. Uh, Listen to this fellow talking about Saul. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Uh, this fellow was guilty uh, of the blood of the saints of God. Uh, he was, he was uh, consenting, the Bible says, uh, uh, when Stephen was there stoned. Uh, he held the coats of the ones that stoned him. And this fellow Paul, well, you know what? I don't believe he ever threw a stone at anybody himself. He put himself above that. He thought he was too good to do the actual work, but he delivered the people to the ones that would stone them and have them killed. What a rotten fellow that he was. What a bad thing that he did. And right now, we read about him on the road to Damascus. Uh, Terry, he wasn't going there to get his life cleaned up. You know, it's, uh, uh, he was not uh, on that road to meet Jesus. Uh, uh, he was in the midst uh, of doing all the rotten things that he had done. Uh, he was at the height uh, of all of his wickedness that he was doing. Uh, he was not uh, in a spot uh, uh, that he thought he needed to get himself cleaned up. Uh, but, uh, boy, he found something on that road to Damascus, didn't he? Verse 3, it says, And as he journeyed, as he was going about his own way, uh, doing what he thought was right, uh, uh, doing what he was planning on doing. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shines round about him a light from heaven. Uh, And and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, and who is it? Uh, And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus Christ, uh, 
whom thou persecutest, uh, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And trembling and astonished, he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go unto the city, and it shall be told thou what, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Uh, that's probably all we'll read right there. Uh, uh, but this Saul was not on the road uh, uh, to meet Jesus. Uh, and folks, uh, uh, you might be here tonight, uh, maybe homeless, and I don't know, uh, and maybe you didn't come here uh, uh, to meet Jesus. Uh, uh, but when Jesus appears, uh, uh, you can't deny Him. Boy, Saul uh, would have denied to the very death uh, uh, that this Jesus even existed. Uh, uh, but when Jesus presented Himself, uh, he took away all of Saul's, uh, uh, all of his excuses, uh, uh, everything that he was standing against. Uh, boy, he took it away from him. There light shone a light around from heaven, uh, and he heard a voice, uh, and he fell right straight to the ground. Boy, he wasn't planning on getting things fixed up that day, uh, but that's when God showed it to him. And God, Christ said one thing to him that I, I just can't help but think about. He said, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Why? I wondered about what that means. I still don't know all about it, but I believe it's a reference to livestock and how it, when the people would want to control their livestock, they would poke them with what they called goads or pricks. And if they wanted their livestock to stay away from something, they would put some pricks up against that. And if the animal would bump up against it, boy, they'd turn around and go the other way. I believe what Jesus was telling Paul was his life was never going to be the same again. He was never going to go down that road thinking he was doing the right thing. He had met the Savior. He had seen His power. And He had seen the glory that God had, never again was Paul going to go down the road thinking he was doing the right thing. Never again was he going to stand and accuse Christians and be of a clear conscience that he was on the right way. See, whether Paul accepted or whether Paul rejected, or Saul I should say, that was his name, whether he accepted or rejected, his life was never going to be the same again. Because he had met Jesus. Uh, boy, that's, that's just how it goes with us, uh, uh, Terry. Uh, accept or reject, uh, uh, you'll never walk down through this life uh, peaceful again uh, once God gets a hold of you, uh, once Christ presents Himself. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, this Saul, and he was later called Paul, uh, but listen to this, uh, 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 God didn't change His name to Paul. Uh, the, the Bible just says he was also called Paul. Uh, Saul was also called Paul. Uh, I thought about that. I, I thought about Abraham, how God changed his name, and Jacob, and all those that God changed their name. Uh, Saul was also called Paul, you see. Uh, but after a one point in the Bible, and that's what it says, Saul, who was called Paul, he was referenced as Paul from there on out. Uh, and Bill Harry, I, I think the people that were writing about him recognized a change in him and just couldn't look at him the same way no more. Uh, he was a different fella after he met Christ, after he accepted, after he he told the Lord he was going to do what he told him to do. He was going to follow after Jesus. Uh, he was never the same anymore after that. But God's hand was not short that he could not save. 
God's hand has never been short. Uh, and I tell you what, if you're here tonight and lost, God's hand is not short. I know how you feel. I felt that way, Billy. I, I've turned God away so many times. He's done with me. Uh, he's fed up with me. I, I've crossed the line. I've done more than, than, than he's willing to forgive. That's not the case. And even after I was saved, Terry, there, there was more wicked deeds in my life after I was saved than there was before. I'm ashamed of that, Billy. But you know what? Never ever did I step out against God where I didn't feel it in my heart and realize that I shouldn't have. But I just wanted to go my own way anyhow. That same thing happened. I got to the spot where I thought, man, I've just ruined it. I've gone so far that God will never use me again. But you know what? He still wants to use you. You know what God did for Saul? Uh, 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 the Apostle Paul later on wrote uh, about a thorn in his flesh. He said he asked God three times to remove that from him. God said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, no, I'm not going to remove that from you. You're going to have to deal with it. I've heard a lot of ideas about what that thorn was, but I believe it was Paul's yesterday. He even made reference to that, didn't he? He said, Jesus Christ has come to save sinners. He said, of whom I am chief. Well, he thought himself to be the worst sinner that there ever was. I thought myself to be the worst sinner that there ever was. But anyway, that yesterday, that Paul was so troubled about, God turned that into a testimony. That's what God will do for you yesterday. He'll take that yesterday and turn it into a testimony. Only God can do that. Only God's got that power, and only God's got that authority. Uh, but I tell you, this, this Saul or Paul, however you want to call him, uh, uh, he was called Paul after that. Uh, I, I got to think the, the good that he did after he was saved in the name of the Lord uh, probably just great, greatly outweighed the bad that he did uh, when he was walking in himself. I, I thought, man, that, that, that'd be a good deal. But you know, it's that way for everybody. It's that way for everybody. Doesn't matter what kind of bad you've done. If you'll do good for God, that'll go further uh, in helping uh, than all the wickedness that you did uh, was bad. Uh, but Paul saw some people killed. That sounds pretty rough. Uh, but the greatness that he did after that, uh, it, just, uh, uh, it just far outweighed it. Uh, now that's just me talking. I, as I said, there's no levels of sin or good or bad or anything like that. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, uh, Paul was responsible for writing the biggest part of this book right here. Uh, after he got saved. And Paul would have never been Paul if Saul had not been Saul. Think about that. What made Paul Paul was what was the same thing that made Saul Saul. Uh, as Paul took those grievances that he had when he was named as Saul, uh, but God used him. And he, he turned that into to a, a great testimony. So I uh, uh, Terry, that's all I got. I don't really feel like going any further. I, I appreciate the, the prayers of the church. It's been a great day. Uh, and we'll turn it over to Brother Terry here. What's well, good preaching? Good message. I thank the Lord for it. I appreciate it. And we want everybody to stand. We're going to have us a song and uh, call it an invitation, if you will. But uh, let me invite everybody here. Me, you, everybody. Let's take a little inventory. Let's see where we're at uh, in the way we're facing. Are, are we facing exactly where we ought to be? Or like, like Brother Russ preached, are we trying to go at it a little sideways? I, I want to serve God, but not wholeheartedly. Uh, I'd like to just kind of 
serving at an angle. If you're here tonight and you're not being wholehearted, if you're not giving God your whole heart, it'll bring you trouble. But if you'll, if you'll give God your whole heart, whatever your problems are, God's hand is not shortened that it can't save. Well, I appreciate that message. If you need to come to the altar, come. If you need to just repent in your seat or you need to take inventory, need to do some deep thinking, do that while we sing this song. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Are you where God wants you? Exactly where God wants you? Or, or are you in a spot where you say, well, I, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm doing better than a lot of folks. God doesn't give us that ability to compare our life to other folks and be justified. We compare our lives to the Word of God when God's Holy Spirit moves. That tells us where we're at. That tells us who we are. That tells us what we need to do. Please obey the Lord if you need to come. Whatever you need to do, do it. Please obey the Lord. Let God help you with whatever needs to be done. Let God help you. Obey the Lord. Let God bless you. And let God help you. Amen. Well, I appreciate that song. Once again, I so appreciate the messages. Fine messages and uh, spiritual and very thought-provoking. And because, uh, you know, we need to uh, uh, get thoughts uh, stirred in our hearts from the Lord to cause us to reflect and see just where we're at and helps us move up. And that's the kind of God we've got. And so, uh, once again, I appreciate Brother Russ. appreciate the Lord using him preaching like that. Anything else on anybody's heart before we come to a close? Well, if not, if in just a minute we'll have somebody pray a closing prayer for our worship service. But uh, this is also our business meeting night. And uh, so I know uh, uh, oftentimes, uh, every time I guess, that we have business meeting. There's quite a few people that needs to leave. So uh, we'll uh, see some of our deacons go back there and uh, put the offering plates out. And uh, uh, there'll be offering plates for the regular.